everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Woo! Adam and Benny here with me as always. Hey boys. Welcome to the Squid Game podcast, everybody. Yeah, we, we spend an hour talking about Squid Game and how fantastic it is. Squidcast? Just, I just need to quickly ask Benny, no spoilers, Benny, what did you think of it? Oh, I thought it was incredible. Um, you, um, what was I going to say? The, some of it was quite telegraphed, like the... Um, the guy who you thought was good like turned out to be a shit. Like I, you could see that coming a mile away. To be honest with you, yeah, I agree. But, yeah. No, I, I loved every second of it. Like I can't wait. Hopefully, they renew it for a second season because I want to see what Red Hair Man does. See, I'm not sure they yeah. would. And Adam, Adam, I think you'll appreciate this because we've both watched a fuck ton of Asian kind of cinema and TV. Mm. I was yep. never that stunned by anything in it, as in the twists. Because, like I said, obviously Georgia watched it with me, and I just kept saying to Georgia, "This is a this is an Asian TV show, so don't be surprised by anything that happens, and anything can happen at any point. So don't be yeah. stunned or shocked by any twists." And I yeah. and I wasn't really that surprised, but okay, I'm glad you liked it, Benny. No. That's good. No, I think I mean, can we get into spoilers? Can can we put a spoiler warning right now? Yes, I'll tell you right. what. Right, you, we've yeah. got if you like, haven't two, watched Squid Game, two minutes. Go watch it right now. <laughs> two minutes okay 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 so two minute window spoiler completely we're going to spoil everything two minute window starting in five <laughs> four three two one go right that old man twist was fucking obvious from about halfway through oh yeah i yeah. don't know if anyone else saw that as soon as he was like yelling from the bed going oh no stop it i'm scared and they went oh okay <laughs> just turn it off it was like oh okay so he's like the boss man He's giving instructions. That makes sense. They haven't got a demented man uh, in there. Saying demented because he's got dementia in there, just like running loose. Yeah, he is the uh, the the big chungus of uh, <laughs> the rich folk. Squid chungus, big squid chungus. He is he is Jeffrey Squid, the captain <laughs> of the. I am. Um, I assumed like quite early on that like the flashbacks of the kids playing the games was always him like because these were his favorite games when he was a kid and he's just like twisted them to be this way i don't know if that was like me reaching too much and i also I appreciate the fact i also appreciate the fact that doc sue died via belly to belly suplex through a glass table <laughs> <laughs> no with that bit i i thought that in a second watch because I, I watched it with the kids over the the weekend we basically watched it all on in one day because they enjoyed it so much. And I, I had that thought initially, but it is the main character's voice. Okay. Kind of... True, true, true. Uh, do, doing, talking over the flashback at, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that was almost like him saying, this is my proudest moment in my life. This is the pi- the pinnacle of my life. And from there, it's all gone downhill. From me being like seven years old and having my shirt ripped. But that that also made me think. Well, the friend who was grabbing on—that's his friend who uh, got got into the university and he was trying to big up. Yeah. But he never forgave him. That's why he's uh, he's big just heel. horrible to him all the way. Big heel, Sung Woo. There we oh. go. Stop. That was exactly two minutes. Well done, boys. Nice. Well done. Welcome but, back, everybody. What surprised me is that <laughs> it all turned out to be dinosaurs <laughs> controlling it. That, oh, it's two minutes. Oh, oh, shit. I couldn't believe it was it all was a dream a, by a dream Bobby Ewing. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was all Bobby Ewing's dream. I'm stunned. It, it was a very elaborate career-based, <laughs> career-sponsored revival of Dallas. 
Yeah. Uh, and from now on, <laughs> it's just going to be Dallas every week on Netflix. I got to mention something quickly. We spoke about clean celebrities last week that we think are squeaky clean and no one seems to ever have any kind of bad things to say about them. I got two that are so polar okay. opposites. I had to mention them. The first one I thought of was Keanu Reeves, who just yes. everyone seems to love. Yeah, yeah. And to to be fair to Keanu, man, he has gone through some shit in his private life. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. If I was Keanu Reeves, I would never show my face anywhere ever again. I would just disappear into one of the many houses I own and just wallow in misery and pity because Jesus Christ, he's gone through some shit. And the other one was the Chuckle Brothers. No, <laughs> and no. Everyone, I, don't tell me you hate I the Chuckle doubt. Brothers. No, no, I like them, but I do not agree that they are squeaky clean. I'm don't sure say they, that uh, because I know what Jimmy you're getting Savile at. Back in the day. No, don't. No, Shut no, up. not abuse of kids. I, I think it's... Oh, that's what I'm saying. Where... No, where it was more kind of or less frowned upon for like them to effectively have road, not roadies, but like groupies. Uh, oh, yeah. I think they Pretty honestly nice. like had Chuckle Brothers groupies who were possibly too young. Chuckle oh, Rats. God. Oh, God. It um, was like, what, <laughs> 70s? They were probably doing stuff like before they got a TV show. I don't know much about their history, to be honest, because they seem quite vaudevillian. In their stagecraft, but I think that's that's more because they've just translated that to TV rather than being like Morecambe and Wise and starting their career on the stage. I guess, but still, I don't want to think about um, that. If it's okay with uh, uh, Adam, I would like to afford uh, Daniel a good thirty seconds right now to swoon over um, Sabiok because it seems to be like the big crush of the of the minute. If you were oh to be so God. kind, sir. Oh my god, I love her so much. <laughs> She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I think I mentioned this before, but I really don't have a type when it comes to women. But there's something and don't get me wrong, I I was thinking, oh I'm you know, I'm under the radar here with my my love for this woman that she you know, think no. Everybody was all over her. They're just <laughs> oh yes, she is beautiful. So, like yeah, gay gay women, trans straight men is fucking ridiculous everyone was just going oh my god and then yeah then then i found out she was a korean model so it kind of yeah it kind of makes sense that she has to be pretty cool but she you know she looked good because she looked good in a green tracksuit yeah, sweaty with messed up hair and i was still looking at her going oh oh my god i love you <laughs> yeah that's my my future wife right there right can i be controversial and say i i don't get it at all <laughs> No, I don't think that's controversial, I, I, though. I don't get the appeal. I think she's quite ugly, and I, I don't think that I, I don't think you're right. <laughs> and I don't think all the other people who are swooning over are right. She's not appealing to me at all, and my tastes kind of tend towards that side of thing. Yeah, that's true. Like a, Asian women, dark-haired women with kind of pale skin, that that kind of trope. God, I'm I'm really setting myself up for a fall by <laughs> describing that. It it it's not it's not something I recognise as appealing. Uh, that that whole look. I don't, I don't know. think I don't think saying she is not appealing to you is controversial. I think saying she's ugly is quite mean. I'll say that. Yeah, I think it's going a bit far. <laughs> no, but that's a bit to, mean. <laughs> to be honest, if you're not attracted to someone, to you they are ugly. Ah, no, I think ugly is too strong a word. All right. I think ugly is kind of a 
Munter. <laughs> yeah. There's a, just, there's, just, a, there's a saying... It's not for you, Clive. That's all you've got to say. Yeah. Yeah, not for, not for me, okay. Chief. Beauty because is skin okay. deep, but ugly goes right to the fucking bone. You know? <laughs> oh, there, there are different levels of ugly, obviously. There's, like, ugly personality. <laughs> like, she's a Republican anti-vaxxer or something like that. But <laughs> then there is physically ugly. And to me, she is physically ugly. I'm quite surprised you said she was a model. Because I don't see that at all. I don't, I don't see the, the kind of the model look in her. This if you look at her, her my... I was not expecting yeah, yeah, I'm surprised actually. If you look at her pictures online, not that I've done that at all or spent a lot of time doing <laughs> that at all, but if you look at her pictures online, when she's not dressed like that and she has her hair dyed and it kind of open, fashionable, you're like, oh yeah, I can see why she's a model. She has the model look. I think it was in that, obviously they've massively dumbed it down for the show because she's meant to be kind of downtrodden thief, kind of playing on the run all the time and all this kind of thing, so... But when she's like, when you look at her pictures of how she looks normally, she does look like a model. So I could kind of get it. Okay. I don't think it's, I don't think it's controversial to say you don't find her that attractive. We've said before, there's loads of things that are very personal to each person. Attractiveness is probably the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking at the pictures now, and she just looks quite angry all the time. <laughs> oh God, yes, yeah, she does. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and I think that's it. I I I don't like the. Uh, I mean, that isn't resting bitch face. That is just, it's angry eyes. It's not like oh, she's yes. got sullen mouth. No. Angry that's eyes. My, that's my, that's my favourite song from Dirty Dancing, Angry Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> if I woke up to her, if I woke up next to her one morning and she was just giving me that stare, the angry eyes stare, I'd be so for it. Just, oh my God, you hate <laughs> yeah, me if so I woke much. Up next and I'm so here was, for it. If I woke up next to her and she's giving me an angry stare, I would think I was still married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all all men get the angry stare now and again anyway so it doesn't really matter does it no but not first thing when you wake up it's like oh shit what have i done now <laughs> what have i done in my sleep <laughs> no you see sometimes i think yeah maybe I, I came upstairs late last night and did something or said something and not realized it so yeah. maybe i do deserve the angry eyes now and again yeah <laughs> all right oh dear right tell me you Tell me you both heard the story about the man in Turkey and the search what party. What man in Turkey? The search party story? No. No? <laughs> I can't believe you've not heard about this. Oh, my God. Okay. I sound like, um, I sound like is it Timmy? Jimmy? I sound like Jimmy from South Park. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Right. <laughs> this guy goes out drinking with his friends. This is true, by the way. He goes out drinking with his friends in Turkey, and they're, they're in some field somewhere near some woods. And they get absolutely smashed. This guy wanders off into the into the woods and basically disappears for sort of... He's been gone about three hours. Says he was just going for a walk. All his friends carry on drinking. They're drinking, so they're not quite paying attention to what's going on. Three okay. hours goes by, and then one of them goes, hang on a minute, where the hell's our mate? Well, I can't remember what his name is. Where the hell's our mate? Can't find him. So they go to his house, talk to his wife. Really sorry, we were out here in these kind of... this mount, It's like a mountainous area. So his wife panics, forms a search party because it's an area where people are known to kind of go hiking or like people have fallen there and some people have died there and all this kind of thing. And I think there's there's like bears out there and stuff. So they're kind of a bit panicked. Okay. So they form, they form this search party. The guy who was drunk has fallen asleep. He's gone for a walk and he's so drunk. He's kind of like, 
He's either like fallen over or passed out somewhere and just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just lie here and I'll just snooze for two hours. And it's dark by this point. Okay. He wakes up. He wakes up. As he wakes up, there's a search party. So he joins the search party. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not realizing that in theory, he's now searching for himself. <laughs> so, Oh my God, what an idiot. So <laughs> about, about an hour and a half later... Because people are just shouting like, hello, can you hear me? You know, this kind of thing. About an hour and a half later, somebody just says his name. And he turns to them and goes, what? <laughs> and they're like, you're there. And he says, yes. Who are we looking for again? And they're like, you. <laughs> so the guy, I love it. The guy got so fucking off his face, he ended up joining his own search party that was looking for him. I fucking love that so much. Oh my God. That's so stupid. Now, this is not the first time this has happened. It's a familiar <gasps> story because no. in 2012, a woman on a visit to Iceland basically took part in a major mountain search operation for a lost tourist before admitting the p- to police that they were looking for her. <laughs> basically, a very similar thing. She was reported to have failed to return to a tour bus. So the bus waited for an hour. She didn't turn up. So the driver alerted police. And then, obviously, there was a big search for her. But it was called off at 3am after it emerged that the woman had been on the bus all along and had participated in the search. Having (laughs) had no idea she'd been reported missing. So she's not even (laughs) drunk. What had happened is she got on the bus and because she'd been for a long walk in Iceland, she changed her clothes to freshen herself up a bit. So the driver didn't recognise her. Oh my god. I love it so much. I love that so much. So if you if you ever kind of shankied into a search party, make sure you ask who they're looking for. Because <laughs> yeah. to be honest, that guy joining a search party, what was he doing? Was he was he looking for a dead body? Like how did he know what he, or who he was looking for? Cuz don't, th- don't search parties like they're walking along going, "Alan, or were they doing the thing where, like, the police like poke the ground with sticks yeah. to see if there's a dead body there, instead yeah, of like walking along around, going, "Alan, where are you, Alan?" History always repeats itself, boys. Time is a flat circle. You will learn this. It is right. So we're we're reckoning then nine years. So 2030, this is going to happen again. Yeah, we've had Iceland. We've had Turkey. Are we looking like kind of Southeast Asia? Is it going in like that kind of straight line? Yeah, it was a line in between. I yeah. was going to say, yeah, I was going to say sort of Southern India around there somewhere mm. would be my guess, yeah. thinking about it. Myanmar. Be, be ready. Yeah. And then 2039, right? Bushwhackers, get ready. 2039. <laughs> it's going to be right on your doorstep. Whichever one of the bushwhackers is still alive, we're coming to find you. Yeah. <laughs> Of <laughs> the actual bushwhackers, the wrestlers. Uh, yes. Just like walking along, doing that little arm move they did. <laughs> walking through the bush. Man, actually, it's really hard to whack this bush with this mover. <laughs> Have, has someone got like a knife or a, like a poking stick? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very ineffective way to search for a corpse. Or myself. Or, or myself. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> one of the bushwhackers in 2039. <laughs> Is going to be on like a wrestling tour of Southern Australia, and he's going to be he's going to like go go out of the the WWE coach 
for a uh, a wee at a, a truck stop, and the coach is going to pull off without him, and then realize and do like a Home Alone style Kevin or whatever <laughs> the his name is, turn around, and he's just going to get on the coach, and the uh, the bus driver Paul Bearer he's not going <laughs> to notice mainly because he's dead, but also <laughs> he's just not going to notice. Otherwise, the story won't work, and then they're all going to go out. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Ultimate Warrior. They're all going to be out there, mostly dead, being dragged through the bush, <laughs> looking for the remaining bushwhacker. It would be a very wrestling thing, is that um, the living bush, butch, uh, living bushwhacker, which I've just discovered as Butch, uh, performs at his own uh, memorial show. That's what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a picture of him on the Titantron saying, like, rest in peace. And then he is, he's alive until he's dead. But he'll be on the stage looking up at it, looking at his own memorial picture. Yeah, right. very true. Obviously, outside of The Undertaker, like, getting up out of a coffin, has that ever happened? Where, like, as part of the dramatic storyline that a wrestler is doing, they've put up, like, oh, no, this this wrestler is now dead, and they're playing, like, really sad somber music, and then all of a sudden that, that wrestler's theme tune starts playing, and he just <laughs> comes out, and he's doing the bushwhacker move, or whatever wrestler it is, and he's going, I'm not dead, Austin! It's me, I'm here! <laughs> like, runs into the ring, kicks over the coffin, and it turns <laughs> out that inside is the championship belt. <laughs> and that's that signals the start of a match. Has that ever happened? Because if not, I'm patenting that idea. Book that. All right, Vince McMahon, you can't have that. <laughs> I'll get TK on the phone. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it. I, I will say that um, using my vast um, knowledge of the wrestling history, uh, there was an episode of uh, Monday, Night, Monday Night Raw where Vince McMahon died and then he appeared on the next week's show, but that is only because Chris Benoit went and killed his wife and kid, and they had to do a a, a show in commemoration of that. And it's kind of in bad taste oh. that he got his uh, limousine blew up, blew up, if I remember correctly. And then I guess kind of had to be had to forget that that happened because a guy that killed his uh, family. Yeah, Vince is the only character that's in air quotes died on the show, but there's <laughs> okay. been no other. As far as I know, there's been no other serious. As in, like, oh yeah, we're gonna say this character is dead. I don't. I think that's literally for fucking everything else you could think of. That's probably the only oh, yeah. thing they've never stooped to. But they've referenced real deaths before of real men, which is just mm. fucking the most bullshit thing ever. Which always makes me sick. Oh, in a storyline, didn't either the Undertaker or Kane supposedly kill Paul Bearer only for him to? Be, didn't the Undertaker kill Paul Bearer only for him to be revealed as Kane's father, which is why he was Kane's manager for a bit? I can't remember. I can't remember. And he's, I been know buried, he's, been, where... he's been killed at least twice on screen as well. He got buried alive <laughs> once, and he got encased in concrete once as well. Encased in concrete, yeah. That was so bizarre. <laughs> that was so bizarre, that concrete thing. Yeah. <laughs> but then I didn't... I always thought, though, it didn't... This sounds so stupid. It didn't count with Paul Bearer because he was like... He was with the <laughs> Undertaker... Exactly. So people were kind of, well, isn't he already kind of half dead already? Is is he dead or not? What's the thing here? He can just come back. And because he'd come back before, people would just think he'll just come back anyway. But they'd never go yeah. the whole hog and do the flowers and all this kind of, you know, like the somber music and all this kind of thing. Yeah, no, oh, well, I don't think they'd ever done that. Not for a, I'll, not kind of like I'll take serious, some commission for that thing. idea. <laughs> I, I think they should do it. I think that that is, like, I don't know the names of any modern, like, WWE wrestlers. Goldberg, is he still in it? Goldberg? Yeah. 
Yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, okay, so Gold- yeah. there we go. Goldberg, he's up there, <laughs> and he's like, he's got a picture of name another wrestler. What's that one who always like goes, yes, yes. Well, he doesn't wrestle for them anymore. So say Bobby Lashley instead. Bobby Lashley. Okay, so Goldberg, he's up there. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's supposed coffin is on there. And just to add insult to injury, it's a Dora the Explorer themed one. So it's all like pink with pictures of Dora on it. He's there like a big memorial just going, oh, Bobby Lashley never got the chance to kick your ass like I always would do and win that title belt from you. You're dead. You're dead to me. You're dead to everyone. And then Bobby Lashley comes out doing the bushwhacker move. How dare you? How dare you, Goldberg? And then he like basically flips Goldberg into the coffin, which shatters because it's made out of balsa wood. Inside is a championship belt, and off he runs, Bobby Lashley, with the championship belt, back back to the little backstage area, leaving Goldberg to uh, just like lie there dramatically for a few seconds before getting up right. and limping off. And it, then the work experience I... boys coming up and like sweeping up shattered bits of Dora coffin. Two things. That's very possible because WWE is fucking shite. So yeah, that might happen. And so, so my disclaimer on that is I do not watch WWE. Do not sully me with that product because it's fucking awful. I haven't watched it for about <laughs> 10 years. Number two, I like the idea that as Goldberg is holding a fake funeral for Bobby Lashley, the first yeah. thing he runs out and says to him is, how dare you? <laughs> As though he's yeah. some kind of dapper British gentleman. How dare you, I don't good know. sir? He may, he may be like a Will Regal character. <laughs> he may be coming out and just go, how dare you? And he's got his like bowler hat and monocle. That's, that's his thing. Bobby Lashley is uh, it's actually Sir Robert Lashley. And <laughs> out he comes. Like his, his wife with a mink stole on is like following him going, no, Bobby, no, it's not worth it. Come, come back and we'll, we'll watch Great British Bake Off. That it could be that type of character. Genuinely, the way WWE is booked, if you suggested that, it's very possible they might do that. <laughs> I'm going to write mean, him. I'm gonna seriously, send him honestly, they'd probably they'd probably give you a job on the back of the <laughs> idea. That's that's how bad it is. Anyway, all right, hang on, let's get off this for a sec. I got I got a question for you two, and we need to all answer this together, right? And this is be- and I f- I found this somewhere this week. I didn't just think of it. I found this somewhere. I thought it was an amazing question. We're all good friends, okay? So. We all know our personalities and we all know that our personalities match and we all get on because of our personalities. That's why we're good friends. If one of us changed, actually for any of your friends, actually, so like for Rick or Keith or uh, Benny for like Steve Moore or whoever, if one of us changed sex and became super fucking hot and we were single, would you try to hit on with us? I'll answer first as the only single one. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> no. And and that's not because like I'm not a- attracted to, you know, people who've gone to a different gender orientation or anything like that. It's just well, you're my friend. Why why would I? What's wrong with me, Adam? Call me yeah, ugly. Well you. at, at the moment you. wow. you've got a kid. I don't want another kid in my life. <laughs> I've got three. Yes, you do. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> That's why me or Benny would be you perfect. Want, you want if my we got, <laughs> yeah, I've got, a got, I've got like proof that you want my child. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have said several times like, I, I want to steal your baby. <laughs> yeah, we get hot and we've got a kid ready to go that you clearly want. 
You've always no, said you wanted another it's one. It's the distance. I, c- I can't have a long distance relationship. <laughs> It'll never. True. Okay, you look, you're really fit, and we're actually really good friends behind all that, but you just live too far away. It's never going to work. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have, yeah, the I'm ad- with Adam. The advantage I, I, just, I, I have. couldn't. Oh, couldn't. So, the it. advantage I have, I've already got the big titties like, already um, like built in, so that's like less work that needs true. to be done. That's true. I, it, I mean, it depends if, as part of that operation, you do get a lot of electrolysis, Benny. Then true. maybe. <laughs> You, you you have literally said you you are the hairiest man out of all of us. It's true. Yeah, but I'm not. Saying, I'm like that guy I'm who won Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying this is some back alley sci-fi job where all of a sudden Benny just puts a gold wig on and now he's apparently a woman. No, that's no. I'm talking about <laughs> it's full on. Everything changes. They can somehow give me or Benny or whoever. Or even you, Adam. They can somehow give us everything needed to be fully, fully fledged woman. There's no male part of us left. They even take out the Y chromosome, or any, you know, fucking anything you can think of. <laughs> so you just us... got a single X chromosome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know science things, as you can tell. Clearly. But whatever it is right, that makes mean... us man, right? Take take but... it slightly differently. We're if super hot. You were already a super hot woman, and we were friends. I would have no chance because we would already be firmly friends. So that wouldn't change. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, technically you would be because that would make it super weird. If if you were so close friends that you know you slept around each other's houses, you've been in hot tubs together, you've done all the, all these different things together, you you've met each other's children and been at various like christenings and weddings and stuff like that. You are so firmly entrenched into a part of that person's extended family as they are to yours that it wouldn't crush your mind. You'd just be the guy with a super hot friend. Is it not just a bit though, that kind of Do you know <laughs> I feel like Adam, if you if you came around my house and you looked like two thousand and two Angelina Jolie, part of me would be thinking, uh shit. Okay. He looks what do I do now? really good though. Uh, well that's it. That that wouldn't be the same friendship, would it? Yeah, but you're you're we, still we wouldn't you. be able to survive in that friendship. It would need no, to be true. then evolve into to, something else. I'd have to kick you out immediately. Get out, you're, you're so, too hot. Sorry. I can't do sorry. this. Yeah, I can't I can't. I can't walk I around just... stooped over for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having very impure thoughts. Please leave yeah. my abode quickly. <laughs> I know. And then I thought I thought the same thing about if if you had a female friend who became a guy, so there's no nothing obviously sexual there because neither of us are that attracted to guys. But would you then do you think have a different friendship because your female friend was now a male? Would you then start to maybe sort of treat them like I've I've said to I've said to Sarah before if I just changed my voice completely. For some yeah. reason, started talking like like Garel in the fucking Witcher, like Henry Cavill. I started having <laughs> that low growly voice. At first, you would be saying, "What? What? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. that stupid voice? How long would it take before you just were so used to it all the time that you just thought, oh yeah, that's his voice,' and you just forgot how I used to speak?" That's a bit different. Like, I wonder if, if, it's if the it same was kind us of now. Thing. If it was us now. With the fact that, yeah, we do like the weekly podcast and we meet up for gaming, but 
I'm I'm not your wife. I don't like talk to you every moment of every day. Like it w- it would be like oh shit, his voice has changed, and then like within two or three weeks, I'd be used to it because to me that's a long period of time, even though I'm not exposed to it. So if it's just yeah. your voice changing, then then yeah. If it like changed to fucking Joe Pasquale, then no, that's <laughs> going to be years before I recognize you as being you. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Do you not think there'd be a time? Do you not think there'd be a point where you would forget who, in theory, who I was and what I used to look like, and now I was just a hot woman? Or would that like would it start to creep up on your shoulder slowly? Like one day, you'd be thinking, "Well, he does look good," and then a year <laughs> later, you're thinking, "Wow, she's really fucking hot." No, do you know what I mean? Would that kind of, or would it just never be? Would it never happen? No, it just was getting it, at. to me, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, because you're saying, you're saying just, you would be hot, lasses. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah no. you won't be high enough. <laughs> no, it just <laughs> no, it wouldn't happen because like that gradual change. Yeah, obviously, I would accept it after a short while, but that wouldn't affect how I felt about you as a friend or anything like that. It, it would be like you know, if like without this magical full body swap situation if it was you actually were going through a transition from one gender to another and everything that that entailed it would be a gradual thing and you know obviously support you with it and then get used to it you know referring to you as a she or however you wish to identify that that type of thing but it wouldn't affect the friendship or how i interact with you the interesting thing though is if you were a woman, a female friend, and then you did the whole magic thing. So we're not talking about the actual transitioning that happens in real life. We did a magic thing where you were now a bloke. I think the rela- the friendship would change and we would interact differently rather than you going from male to female. Yeah. Because with a female friend between a male, at least to me, I always try and be guarded and just make sure I'm treating that person with respect and... I'm not saying anything that may be interpreted as me saying anything inappropriate or that might make them feel uncomfortable. And so if that barrier was down and they were just a guy, then I could say that thing because that possible interpretation is no longer valid. That's a really good point. I think that's really interesting because I definitely do this and we've all done this. With our male friends, we all joke about sexual things. And I don't mean sexual things about having sex with a woman. I mean about we all have jokes about kissing each other or having sex with each other or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I would never in a million years do that with any of my female friends because it mm. would be just, uh, that's really weird. What awkward. are you doing? Yeah. yeah, very awkward. Yet with my male friends, I will joke about kissing you or sucking your dick or having sex with you, even though I'm not gay. You are right. That's I think a really that's good because... Point. We know we're not gay, and we know that that attraction isn't real. But yeah, if true. I if I knew, well, actually, you are potentially attracted to me, and like you were gay, or I was a woman and you were a man and you were straight, and therefore that that attraction could be real, especially as a woman, you would feel potentially, oh, that that's that's not on. I don't want yeah. you talking about that kind of stuff to me because it makes me feel uncomfortable because yeah. that may be an expression of your true feelings which are not reciprocated and I get enough of this shit as a woman in my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's yeah. true. Nobody's uh, nobody's wolf whistling us, are they, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anyone call me attractive, and, and I've been married, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake! No, seriously. Like I, I've had a photo. Like I've I've got friends uh, who we uh, we dated for a while, and it fizzled out, and we're just really good friends now. And we're encouraging each other as part of this jogging thing that I'm doing. And I sent her a picture of me, like, she said, just go out for a jog. I know it's late at night, but do it. Because I was kind of putting it off. And I went out and did it and sent her a photo of me, like, absolutely knackered afterwards. And she went, you know what, that's a really good photo of you. And my initial reaction was like, oh, thanks, taking a piss. Yeah, whatever. And she was like, no, genuinely, it is. And, like, even to this day, I still don't believe it. Because (laughs) I'm a man and we don't take compliments like that. (laughs) <laughs> we just kind of brush yeah. it off as like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to see any, anything untoward in that, so I'll just take it as negative. As, as a man, you just naturally assume that someone's taken the piss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, the best thing you can do as a man is to compliment other men. Like, if you're walking down the road and you see a guy who's like wearing a really nice shirt or has got a good haircut, just let go. Mate, your hair's really nice. Or your shirt's really nice. Where'd you get it? Because that guy will then be thinking about that compliment for months. Especially if you're a woman. If you're a woman and you just say, you know what, I really like your hair, and then just walk off. Man, you will make that guy's year. Can you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would be living off that Oh my god. for the rest of my life. I would be like, fudge, remember when that woman said I had really nice hair? Oh man, what a day. <laughs> I'd be worried about that though, because th- there's so many like weird fucked up men in the world that if you get that one guy who just turns out to be like crazy psycho stalker man and you say you've, you've complimented him like you will you'll see him like every moment of every day for the rest of your life until he inevitably ends your life maybe that's why the rest of us the norms don't get compliments in case we <laughs> turn out to not be a norm we're one of the incels <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I think, do you know what? It's way better. As a guy, as a guy, it is way better, in my opinion, getting compliments off a good-looking guy than an attractive woman. I much prefer... I was I was walking down to Asda about a month ago, and I had on... Everybody has... Everyone has on, like... Everyone has their favorite T-shirts that they wear where they think, okay, I'm going to wear this because I kind of feel good in it and I feel like I look good in it. And I've got two T-shirts like that. So I had one of them on, and I was sort of getting off um, getting off the escalator and a guy walked out of Asda and he'd just been to the gym or something and he was I was like wow and I kind of went oh wow in my head thinking he's a good looking guy <laughs> and as we walked past each other he kind of looked at me and gave me a look as if to say looking good and kind of nodded at me and I did a nod at him and I've oh my god I couldn't wait to get home and tell my wife. Like, oh my god <laughs> this, this good looking dude gave me the nod of approval I was oh my god it's amazing <laughs> I was thinking, yes, it was all worth it. It's all worth it for that two-second nod off that good-looking guy. That's it. That's such, a, that's such a man thing but, as well, just like the, the half-inch <sighs> nod of the head. That's, that's, that's all yeah. it needs. No, no words needed. No yeah. words needed. The nod up. Yeah. The don, as we christened it on this show, Adam. The don. The don, yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, if, if that was an ugly guy that did that, though, if that, that was a guy who you didn't notice coming out of Asda... And he, as he was passing to you, just like came came into your eyeline and just gave you the don, would that be something you'd want to write home about? Do you know what? It's very superficial of me. No, I would exactly. be happy. Yeah. I would be happy because 
I'm kind of not like you two. I'll take fucking compliments all day, every day, and so come <laughs> up and enjoy them. I'm not. You're, I, I'm like that. I don't mind. Like, yeah, compliment me. Tell me I'm great. Fantastic. I'll believe it. Because I can just, I can just pl- um, plausible deniability. Those people think I'm great. I don't care. That's what they said, so they must mean it. But it wouldn't mean it. It's superficial. But it because that guy, I thought that guy was good looking. Yes, I paid more attention to it because he thought. Because I looked at him and thought, "Wow, you look great." And because yeah. he did it, yeah, it meant more. So and like basically, you said, though, if, <laughs> go on, go on, go on. I was just say, like you said though, if it was a woman, Palmy would have thought, "Well, she's taking the piss about something." I don't know what, but she's clearly she's clearly having a laugh with her mates about something or yeah. thinks there's something on me that's wrong or something. Whereas because it was a guy, I, I, for some reason it felt more genuine. I don't know why. I, I think you are basically, you're taking that opinion that incels have of women, that you have to be a chad to be able to get noticed by women. And because they're not chads... <laughs> that <laughs> they are forever cursed to be in- involuntarily celibate. And and you are proving that <laughs> from a male point of view, that you only accept the compliment from a chad. If it was, if it was from from an incel, no, that wouldn't be a compliment. You know, oh, you know we've man. talked about attraction on here before and what we find attractive in women. I have, if I was, well... I don't know what I would do if I was gay, but as a heterosexual male, I, whenever I see a guy I think is good looking, they are always in shape, tidy haircut, like nice, short, cut, clean beard, classic kind of, yeah, like classic kind of chad. Whereas girls, I have this massive range of attractiveness to so many different kinds of well, girls or women. Yeah. Yet with guys... It, it always has to be a certain way. And I've spoken to um, somebody in my horror club called Yaz, and I asked her, I, I, we were talking to our friends, and I always ask people in the, the sex group that you don't have an attraction to, what do you like? And she said she loves looking at girls who are very, very fake. And Yaz isn't like that at all. Yaz is really cool, down to earth. She's never, like, she never really glams up when we go out. She looks, you know, she's very yeah. sort of cool, smart, jeans and a t-shirt and all this kind of thing. Yeah, she said, when I look at girls and I think, wow, she's nice. They're always, it's always dyed hair, fake nails, loads of makeup. And I found it so surprising. Oh. And I love, that's why I love those kinds of questions. Do you think that we, with your, the gender that you don't normally find attractive, you go for that platonic ideal of attractiveness? Like what you envisage to be an attractive person, and therefore you go, well, they're attractive. So if because they meet all of the criteria of what everyone thinks is attractive, so therefore, if I swung that way, that's what I would go for. Yeah, probably, probably. But then I wonder if it's that thing of the. Do you know what the Kinsey scale is? I've heard of it, but you'll have to remind me. Okay, so the the Kinsey scale is basically that everybody is in some degree a level of ho- has a level of homosexuality. Oh, so if yeah. you're level if you're level 1, then you would just look at somebody and say, "Oh yeah, you know, he's he's a good-looking guy. I get it." If you're a man, okay. If you're a 6, obviously you're fully homosexual. You love men, all that kind of thing. And I do wonder if it's that kind of I don't know if it's like a like I said, like a society type based ideal that I have about how a man should look. Because I don't look like that. I would never get those looks off another man if they're 
because if i was if i was gay like i'd be fighting for my life like let's be honest (laughs) i'm not getting many dons off many gay blokes so i i I imagine it probably is that societal thing or maybe it's just like a kind of like it's the easy choice or something because i don't have to think about it because i'm not attracted to them i don't have to think oh what do i look for in a man because i don't care because i'm not attracted to men it's just a superficial oh he looks good yeah so i just kind of default back to that oh yeah works out clean cut nice you know all that kind of thing but i guess you're right probably in a way platonic ideals they'll they'll get you in the end (laughs) yeah it's true it's true (laughs) they'll sneak up on you and get you exactly you always (laughs) revert back to a platonic ideal yeah, it's true. Uh, Benny, I think we should get a quick The Freya update. Any news this week? The Freya. Um, so I think I mentioned last week that uh, I did. I remember I mentioned that she's like really started like studying her hands, like like a stoner. Like, ooh, my hands are so cool. What I've noticed today, uh, Blossom sent me a video while I was at work today of her playing her in her little jumper room, which is for the uninitiated. It's one of those things that you know, they, they kind of stand up in and they're able to bounce around and there's like buttons and stuff to play with. Blossom sent me a video today of uh, Freya, like, because she has learned how to, there's a couple of buttons on the front which light up and play music, and she has been able to press them before. But today she sent me a video of her, like, really, like, trying to remember, at least it looked like she was trying to remember how she did it, like, looking at the buttons and thinking, how now, how do I make these light up? Which I guess is a really good sign that, like, her brain is actually developing and she's getting, like, well, I say problem-solving skills, it's probably a bit too early for that, but like realizing like a cause and effect essentially. So, uh, long story short, Freya's a genius, as we already knew. <laughs> that's always that's always the TLDR of your stories. Just oh, yeah. she's a genius. That's she's all, better than any it. other baby that's ever existed, especially your ones. Like my my baby blows your babies out <laughs> the water. <laughs> and again, that's that's going back to me being like hyper competitive. Like I ha- I have to have the best baby. No pressure, Freya. Jesus. <laughs> you wait until she starts uh, getting involved in sports. Oh man! Oh, God, are you not going to let her like find her own way, or are you going to be the type of like pushy parent who goes, "No, you you are doing rugby. That that is all you do now. I'm not letting oh. you go scuba diving. I'm not letting you practice field hockey or trampolining. Just all rugby all the time." I think I mentioned it before. Like she can choose like what she likes and what she wants to do. But I'm going to be there to make sure that she follows through on like what she attempts to do. Like if she wants to, if she wants to play football, I'm going to make sure that she like works hard at it to be as good as she can be. Like that's that's. I wish like someone had done that for me, and I'm going to make sure like I do that for her. But I'm going to try not to be pushy, but I can't like guarantee that I won't be. So you wouldn't be like if if like after one or two games, like practice games, she just went. Actually, I really don't like this, Dad. I, I don't want to do it anymore. Would you be the type of dad who goes, no, no, we signed up for this. It's a 12-week <laughs> program. <laughs> this, is, this course has cost me £1,000. You better fucking do it. Exactly. Well, I'm sorry, like but it. if it did cost me £1,000, my kid's fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, to be fair, yeah. If, if you sign up for something, we're seeing it through to the end, even if you want to do it or not, because <laughs> I've paid for this, so you're going to do it. Benny's going to be like Tiger Woods' dad, can sell a tape in golf mm. clubs to his hand at two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like the uh, the Williams' sister's dad. I feel like he was like quite. There's a film coming out about him. Uh, I'm actually like really interested in seeing it, but I think he was that sort of person as well. And the Jackson, yeah, quite dad. demanding. Yeah, the Jackson's dad <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was fucking crazy, wasn't he? Jesus. Yeah, he knew he was onto a winner. I'll let, 
allegedly. Yeah, true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, but yeah, if you have cost? that level of success. Yeah. <laughs> why did I, I, why did I put all of my eggs into the Tito basket? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know the co- at what cost. I think we know well, the cost, yeah. Adam. Quite big. <laughs> the cost was quite big in the end. Oh, dear. So, right, going back to Squid Game, I yes, asked you guys please. a question. And I'm sure it's something that's been considered in a lot of media, but I've not actually seen it. So I thought, oh, yeah, it's a really clever question, this. Squid Game, because it's foreign language, obviously it gets remade. And this time, it's getting remade by Channel 5 here in the UK. We don't obviously have the Squid Game here in uh, the UK. So what game, British playground game, would you like to see in a British remake for Channel 5 of Squid Game. I well, feel Squid... as though we're all going to have similar answers, but you go first, Benny. Well, um, it's very very simple. Um, the, Squid, the Squid Game itself is literally Korean-British Bulldog. So that's what it's, that's what it's going to be. Like The actual end game is just going to be a one-on-one game of British Bulldog. Okay. How are people going to die in this British Bulldog? Well, you just... Well, I, I feel like I'm. I don't want to spoil the end, but it's, it, the final game is one on one, and it's last okay. man standing. So, so it, the last game is British Bulldog. Yes, there are other there are other games. A big game of British Bulldog with like six hundred people. Hmm. I was going to say you can't have the last game as British Bulldog because that's just tick with two people. That's essentially <laughs> all that is. Tag. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> the, other, the other things I was the, the other things I was thinking of was and again like I was in my like bi monthly consideration of black lace so I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking of games like uh, musical chairs and musical statues where like if oh you my get god caught... British party games yes yes oh, pass the parcel so good <laughs> pass, pass the parcel, the parcel. But you don't want it because the parcel's a grenade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you take a layer off and like the pin comes with the like the newspaper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I got a pin. Kaboom! Oh god! Now, now, now you've made me I think of a... like um, a board game, like um, Operation or uh, or Buckaroo, where like uh, when you when you lose, like that's when the uh, explosion happens. Like you've oh you've put too many uh, too many clothes too many clothes in this grenade, and now it's going to explode. No. <laughs> I've hung exploding too many things up the little ring pole. <laughs> now the yeah. pins come out. <laughs> I've hung too many plastic hats on this cowboy horse. Yeah. <laughs> See, you could do that as like an egg and spoon race, but you're carrying oh. like a grenade on a spoon, and like the, yes. the ring is the the ring pull is sellotape to the spoon. So if you tip it out, it like just drops down. Yeah, and it's all or it's also on a timer. If you don't make it across the finish line, so the finish line, you know, it has to maybe only maybe twenty seconds or something. But you've got to get across the finish line without dropping your grenade. <laughs> Or, obviously, if the timer goes off, it will go off automatically as yeah. well. That's a good one. That's a yeah. good idea. I've got one that go on. I believe Benny would have played. Adam, I don't believe you would have played. But a good way to weed out early doors from sort of 300 down to whatever would be heads and volleys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. heads and volleys for sure. Heads and volleys for sure would weed out a lot of people early doors. Mm-hmm. I think a lot it, of the, the women, I think that would be quite disadvantageous to women. Not, I think you would I have see, to... No. You would have to follow it up with like a skipping round. <laughs> no, but that's the thing though, not necessarily because heads and heads and volleys, you don't it's you don't have to be amazing at football to compete in it. You just have to be clever. 
So basically, the only way to lose points in heads and volleys is if you go in goal. So if the girls were smart, they just never take any shots at goal. They just cross the ball in or try and set up other people. That's okay. a, that, and that would be a way around it. That would make for a good script as well, is that some of the girls would think, oh, hang on a minute, you only lose points when you're in the goal. How do I go in the goal? Well, you take shots and you either miss or the goalie saves it without it hitting the floor. You right, have that really pensive, like in a monologue with one of the women, like Sandra. Yeah, she's got she's got four older brothers. <laughs> yeah, she's you know, got no, four older brothers. Sandra's got four older brothers, so she knows the rules of heads and volleys off by heart because yeah. she, she was always made to play it as a little girl. That's like her flashback in black yeah. and white. But like she's there because she owes like three million pounds to Littlewoods. <laughs> she, she bought out like, she their whole she... catalogue. Yeah, I think it's because she played the pools too much. Yeah. She had a she, yeah. had, she had a scholarship. Yeah. Uh, she had a scholarship at Accrington Stanley, and she played the yeah. pools too much. <laughs> I've, I've lost five million pound playing spot the ball. I was just going to say spot the ball. I was just going to say spot the ball. I bet all my life savings on spot the ball and lost. So I had one. I had one other game to suggest, which is. Um, uh, there's, there's a point in in Squid Game where they split off into teams. So um, yeah. where they dis- where they decide to get teams. Um, I was thinking of, of a good four player game where like the person who comes last out of the four players is eliminated uh, in a most horrific, violent way. And it is one of the most played games that I play with my friends, which is a lovely little game called Shithead. Lovely four person oh card game. If you if you come last, yeah. you are you are out. So that's yeah. that's another another one for yeah. you. See, yeah, that'd be good. At my primary school, uh, we had just basically a concrete playground with a uh, like a, a football court painted onto it. And what we used to do is we played line tick or tag if you're uncultured from, <laughs> from a different part of the country. Uh, so basically, you you it was a game of tick, but you had to stay on the line. So if the person who was it was running towards you, you you had to run and follow the lines, and you could like go on the curved line for the penalty box. You could go through like the center line and stuff like that, but you had to stick to the lines. Now, if you imagine that, but it's like on beams that are quite yeah. high in the air, oh, and you it's... risk falling off it, I think that'd be yeah. good. How about I don't know if maybe this is what statues is too, but we we call it stuck in the mud. Oh yeah, somebody ticks you or tags you if you're uncultured and you have to stand <laughs> still. And the only way they can free you is by somebody else who's unticked or untagged if you're uncultured crawling under <laughs> your legs. And then you can be eliminated is at the end of the time, if you are stuck in the mud, you then get literally dropped in a vat of mud. I think and you get you know, you drown in it basically. That might be an idea. Inescapable mud. Yeah, inescapable. It just slowly sucks you in like quicksand. Yeah, yeah, I like it. But Sandra's all right because she actually she lived in Rill, so it's quite a depressed area <laughs> of uh, the country. But she she's used it's to got the a, deep it's got quicksands. a high water table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's used to the the quicksands and the high water table on the uh, the North Wales beach. We've done our best to not spoil Korean Squid Game. We've already spoiled British Squid Game. It's clear now Sandra's going to win it. So sorry, no, she's, she's just the main character. But it's actually oh, okay, a ruse. Okay. The, there Fred. is a twist. It actually <laughs> yeah, turns out that the really posh Tory who owes like five million pounds to uh, his uh, his Russian funder, <laughs> <laughs> so he can get elected in the next yeah. uh, county council elections. I feel like I was born to play this role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> we've got our first we've got our first cast member. It's Benny. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that was good. Uh, Adam, a question, please. Yeah. Okay. So this is a this is quite a serious one. Kind of relates to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. I'm going to assume the person's gender is female in this, but I may be wrong. I'm 16 and I've never had a boyfriend. And recently, my mum and dad keep asking me when I'm going to get one. I'm not attracted to anyone and don't think I'm ready for a relationship yet. What do I do? Oh, that's really hard. Yeah. Um. Tell your mum and dad to fuck off. I c- or do things in my own time. Unless you're 16, you probably can't get away with that when you're 16. Yeah. It's probably a quick way to get a clip around a year. There, there are certain know. expectations, aren't there? You would it's have a true, yeah, there are. There are. That if maybe they had never expressed an interest in anyone, opposite sex or same sex, by that age, personally, I would not necessarily be concerned, like it's a bad thing, but I would have concern to see if everything's okay with them. Because that, see, to me, that that's not my experience. So I would pop, paste my experience onto them and go, oh, well, actually, at that age, I was, so why aren't they? Yeah, we do we do, do that, don't we? I, mm. I mean, it can be a situation where, say you live, I don't know, say you live in a village and all the eligible boys, if you know, if it is a, a girl and you, you know, maybe getting a boyfriend, if all the eligible boys who live around you are just all a bunch of dickheads, yeah. maybe there's nobody kind of eligible there. There might be sort of seven lads who live in the village who you could go out with. It, it's different if you live somewhere like fucking Manchester or Birmingham or London. Or, there's people everywhere. There's always yeah. people everywhere. Yeah, if Whereas you, it if can you be go tricky to the local you... like, village school, and there's, yeah. like, if you live in the fucking Hebrides or somewhere, and there's you, Bob, <laughs> and John, and Bob and John, uh, like you've grown up together, again, you're just friends with them. You wouldn't necessarily be attracted to them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I... Giving this person advice, I would say the only thing I could say is to if it was me to my parents, I would just say, I'm just not attracted to anybody around here. Surely you would rather I was with somebody I like than being with somebody just for the sake of it. Yeah. I actually yeah. I actually love the fact that this person hasn't just for the sake of it. Because I know I know people who just had to be with somebody when they were younger. They had to have a girlfriend or they had to have a boyfriend. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid they didn't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. It was like the end of the world. Even if they were miserable with their boyfriend or girlfriend. Even if they it's hated It's their identity. Them, it's their identity, yeah. I'm yeah. in a couple. Fucking whoop de doo How about being happy? <laughs> Think about that. And if this person's happy, if it's a, you know, like I say, whoever it is, boy or girl, I, I would just say, well, surely it's better to be with somebody I want to be with than to be with somebody just for the sake of it. Yeah, that, I think that's a very good point. Honesty is probably the best thing. Your mum and dad may be not necessarily as liberal or as open-minded. They may be quite traditional in that sense. But at 16, possibly not. You know, they're, they're going to be born in the, the 80s, maybe, or late 70s. So there's every chance they're going to be quite understanding. But just just being honest and just saying, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm ready for anything yet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. There may be some hint of something like aromanticism which is slightly different from being asexual, that just actually you just don't have those kind of feelings for anyone, and you never will. And maybe you'll be happily single forever. That That's you finding yourself, and, and this is all part of that journey. 
So, yeah, honesty is the best policy. And if they keep pressuring you, just say, actually, I'm only attracted to 60-year-old men. Uh, (laughs) And I have been chatting to one who found me on TikTok. Uh, He's a lovely guy. He's got some of his own teeth. Uh, Would you like to meet him? (laughs) Yeah. Really put them off. Unless they are very traditional and they go, oh, yes, excellent. The Lord of the Manor. <laughs> yeah, great. It's like um, it's like Kingdom Hearts. We can get you married off quickly. Not Kingdom Hearts. What's it called? <laughs> no, Kingdom Hearts. Like... Yeah, no, that happened yeah. in Kingdom Hearts. That was, that was, that, that was one of the ones. Yeah. yeah, the little Japanese kid <laughs> with Caesar the giant key. <laughs> like selling I knew his, said his that was friend wrong. off. <laughs> <laughs> What's the game I'm thinking Crusader of? Crusader Kings. <laughs> Crusader Kings, that was it. <laughs> Although, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts story is so complicated that maybe that has happened and just no one's ever noticed. <laughs> yeah, true. It could be. It could be. And guys, All with right. that, we we've go. brought it back around to Yogscast. See? Exactly. A complete circle of <laughs> a show. Oh, Man, in a we we nail these. We nail yeah, these full nail circle these shows. Man, we do. Time We're beautiful. Is a flat beautiful. Circle. And so is our so podcast. Is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Anything else for you, boys? Nope. Other than say, I uh, hope everyone's feeling festive. There's only 79 days till Christmas. I'm feeling extremely festive. What the guys don't know is that I've actually been wearing a Santa hat all the way through this podcast because I'm fully oh in God. the Christmas spirit. Fuck Halloween. Good fuck bonfire night. We need Christmas starting in August. Bring oh, it on. <laughs> <laughs> Benny? Possible phasmophobia this weekend, boys? Possible, Question yes. Question mark. Sunday we'll evening. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, For those of you just do something who... very spoopy. Yeah, for those of you who do listen, we shall probably stream that on Sunday the 10th of October over on Twitch TV forward slash Decla. There we go. Look forward to it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Take care. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.